Leighton Avery has asked or has proposed, I guess, that so many people in Sydney own investment properties that are worth so much less than what they paid for them going back as far as 2015. How long do you think people should hold a loser? Ooh. They're a bit like a bad partner, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Flick and quick. If you're not getting getting along. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting uh, Leighton says that in regards to Sydney because housing prices have only gone up in the last six or seven years in Sydney. So not sure what type of assets he's referring to there. It's a really good question. How long should we hold something? Um, And it's a combination of ego. I, I don't want to admit that I bought a crap property. And also what is this property doing for us? So I think two things, I know it's a quick fire response, but cash flow and capital growth, if it's doing neither of those things for you, you probably have to make that hard call, uh, especially if you can take your cash back out and put it into a better performing asset. I reckon at a guess, particularly knowing the Melbourne market as well, if it was 2015 purchases, they were sold the dream in the off the plan apartment space. There's certain developers, and this is actually probably some insight for anyone who is looking at off the plan, um, particularly in inner city living. There are some developers who are just amazing marketers and they really do sell you the dream, particularly with the amenity and the makeup of the block. Obviously, the location is one factor, but uh, when you look at high prices that people paid back then, I can almost guarantee you that correlates with an amazing marketing campaign that did sell people the dream and they got to sell them at a high price and selling out of them, they will be selling at a loss. So it's a bit scary, but you got to know when to let them go. Yep. Next quick fire comes from Logan June. I love that name, Logan June. Is it possible for a parent to guarantee your loan when they own a block of land without a house on it? or when they are in the process of building a home but it hasn't yet completed to be a livable dwelling, assuming there is enough equity in the property. Uh, Interesting one. And I feel like, John, you have more insight on this than I do. (laughs) Thanks for throwing this grenade my way. Um, Yeah, look, essentially, Logan, if there's equity, you're right, it is able to be used um, as a guarantee. However, when there's a process of a build, uh, the the bank's sort of pressing pause on it because they can't go out and value this home because it might be just a frame or it might have um, no windows in it, no internal fit outs or anything. So they can't value it uh, well, if they're going to value it down is probably what I'm saying. So I would, uh, in an ideal world, you would wait until the build's completed to then uh, use that parental guarantee. And, and it's a good question as to whether they would even consider it or not um, through that process. But if it was a block of land and it was owned outright, uh, then there's no reason why the, the banks wouldn't guarantee that property. So it'd almost be better to do one side or the other, right? Like if they own the land before they commence building and it was owned outright at that point, or on the flip side, once they've completed the build, they're going to get the best valuation that comes in because it's a completed dwelling. They're kind of the in-between could be a bit wishy-washy with what the value could be. Yeah, because we just don't know what that builds up to. Like they're, I don't know, playing devil's advocate, but the builder could go broke and there's half a house sitting there for the next two years sort of thing. So, yeah, there's a bit of uncertainty there. Um, But it all comes back to LVR and, and, and what loan is against the value of that particular property. 